Welcome to The Fader Interview. I'm Alex Robert Ross, Editorial Director of The Fader. When Pink Sifu and Aoli met at Mind Design's birthday party in 2015, they both felt like they'd finally found the childhood friend they never knew they needed. Now, six years on, they finished their third studio LP together as the rapper-producer duo Be Kool-Aid. Leather Boulevard celebrates the slick swagger of its titular fabric, calling back to an era of indoor cigarettes and well-dressed sophistication, albeit with a schoolyard twist. The LP's first single, Can't Go Back, Tell Me, features Liv, Butcher Brown, Jametta Rose, VCR, and Maurice II, only a fraction of the names on the project's stacked lineup of guests. Sifu and Aoli lay out their contemporary approach to neo-soul, with Sifu delivering sultry hooks and suave bars atop Aoli's velvety beats. While many modern-day artists attempt to capitalize on nostalgia, B. Kool-Aid's gritty, vintage sound brings the mysterious decadence of the jazz age to 2023 without forcing it. For an early look at Leather Boulevard, the faders Ariel Lana Lajard spoke to Pink Sifu and Ali about their synergistic partnership, collaborating with legends, and what it means to be an Aquarius. Well, how are you doing? Thank you for doing this podcast with me. We've been just chilling, bro. Just waiting on this album to come out, for real, for real. I'm finishing up some videos and some visuals. Well, the last time I was in New York, in LA, and you were also in LA, you were shooting a music video. Can you tell me more about it? We shoot a bunch of vids, honestly. We was doing the visualizer that day, right? Yeah, I feel like we was doing the visualizer that day. We also shot What's Up, the video for What's Up, that shit. I know the single drops on Valentine's Day. It's definitely like a romance track. So yeah, we just been shooting just hella visual content that we could use throughout like the rollout and like even after the rollout, just so we can, for the streamings and shit. Just trying to get a bunch of shit shot. Like really. It's been good though. It's been good. It's been it's been alright. It's been alright. <laughs> but it's been good. It's been cool. It's been cool. Why did it go from cool to all right? Man, I don't want to put nobody on blast. But uh <laughs> Just just shooting videos kind of is hard sometimes when you try to shoot with different uh, folks. It's good to like stay with your core people, but like I like collabing with new people. It's a new album, so I just wanted to give it a little new er look, but I'm realizing that sometimes I just need to work with my core people and build something rather than, oh, that shit fire over there. Let me see if you could do that over there. Like I'd rather... Like, all right, you see that? I'm trying to do something like that. Let's build it with my niggas type shit. Like, I think I'm more on that tip. It's just like albums too. Just like uh, working with an engineer. Sometimes you want to work with the nigga that you know going to get your shit sounding right. So it's like a tailor. You, you going to go to them knowing he going to get it fitted right. Ain't going to be no adjustments after that. Like It's the same shit. Some people don't see the vision quite like we do yeah. and, and they gotta kick it with us because me and ali definitely if you kick it with me and ali if you want to work with us photos videos fashion i feel like if you kick it with us for a good week maybe two weeks you're gonna know what the fuck we all about like for real for real so it's 
it's just that part too. That's why I love Jack McCain. Cause like even when we first started shooting with him, he would invite me over. Like our first photo shoot, I didn't know we was even gonna shoot. I hit him to shoot and he gave me a budget and I ain't really had a bread for it. He was like, well, all right, cool, let's just kick it. Let's just get to know each other and shit. And then we end up shooting at the end of that day or like the next day. I spent the night over his house and we end up shooting the next day. And then he was just like, he's like, yeah, bro. Like I'm, he's like, I'm all about, honestly, like, yeah, I, I get paid for my shit, but like, I'm all about if I, if, we, if it connect. Like if we connect, we see something, then that's what made me want to shoot them photos. I was like, damn. Like, so I really love that approach in working with new people. And that's the only, that's the only approach that I, that makes sense right now to me. I feel like you have to do that. Well, like that's the best way to collaborate is if you know that like you fuck with each other. So then at least when things are over, like you're still cool for the most part. Exactly. And I have collabed with some folks and I've tried to, I've like, oh shit. I hope they don't think I just use them because they're not my like everyday friends. They're not like Ali or they're not like a like my GK fan friends. They're not like everyday people I hit up. So like or like every week, like maybe hit them up when I'm in town, type shit. So it's like I was like, oh okay, let me check that too, and start hitting back people. Like it's just keeping the relationships, just the relationship, just so everybody on the same, like I don't know, some energy type shit because. Collaborating is cool, bro, but if ain't nobody really vibing all the way, then it kind of is just cool for the moment. I like collabs that like is a lifestyle type shit. Like you're gonna always see them niggas together because they fuck with each other or some shit like that. I think, well, that's the hard part about navigating the music industry in general. It's like you wanna build authentic relationships, but then sometimes you don't. And then you're like, how do you separate the people that you just wanna work with for the moment? with the people who you, you want to keep in your life forever, but you want to like everyone all the time, but sometimes you just like, you're like, nah, that was okay for then, exactly. <laughs> for right that moment. Exactly. And like niggas is still fans of music. So it's like, that nigga hard. Let's fuck with him. Like, you feel me? And then sometimes the fucking with someone process just don't like, that shit don't add up afterwards. It might add up on the track, but like the process to get that bitch done was like, damn. Like I, damn, like like tight shit. Like, I didn't wasn't been really gelling like that. Yeah, but we got it done. Yeah. It slapped, but damn, like shit, it took a long <laughs> while to get this Ooh. bitch done. <laughs> like, so that part, like someone you collaborate with a lot is Liv, and we spoke about her the last time we spoke. I spoke with her about her astrology sign, and I was talking to Ali about you both are Aquariuses, and I'm gonna ask you the same question I asked her, but what? What characteristics of Aquariuses do you think that you embody? And what do you think is like not true for you? I don't know, man. I feel like Aquariuses, every time somebody tell me about Aquariuses, niggas tell me like they like free spirited or like you can't really, they gonna do whatever the fuck they wanna do. I definitely, I, I'm definitely that nigga. <laughs> like I'm definitely that nigga, for sure. Like, Facts. <laughs> like, like, Facts. I'm definitely and every Aquarius I low key know is kind of like that. Like that's the vibe, bro. Yeah, like they kind of gonna do what they want. It's some Aquariuses that like I feel like definitely um consider what they're doing, but it's some Aquariuses that just do it. That just do that shit. And I, yeah, I'm I'm like more. I just do that shit. Sometimes I consider afterwards, but I already did it. So I think that's it. That's really just that's really it. I don't know too many other things about Aquarius. 
Every question I know is a flirt. Niggas be flirting like a motherfucker organically. So I think that, like, Ali, can you say that? Absolutely, man. Uh, every request I know, we flirt organically. Like, so it's like, so I think that too. I don't, I don't really know too else though. I gotta. I That's ain't why a big... you're life ruiners. Ah. <laughs> 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 Niggas be saying that, yo. I really? be like, yo. Be like, yeah. Ah, uh, fucking yeah. Aquarius. Hey, yo. Peter Shorty, be like, you Aquarius? Ah, shit. I can't be messing with you. I can't be like, messing yo, with you. What you mean? It's not, it's not, it ain't that bad. <laughs> it ain't that bad, I swear. What about you? We were talking about it a little bit before, but you said you can't consider things because you'll overthink it. Yeah. Yeah, like, I know Liv do the same thing. Like, well, if you really get in that thinking mode, it gets out of control like it get out of hand you got to like really go on first instinct that's a fact to move right i was talking with my bro about it i was like aquarius it's like you you want to sail a ship with a sail and aquarius on some air shit it's like the wind gonna do what it's gonna do like you can't there's no engine in this boat you gotta rely on the wind so if you not tapped into what you trying to do and focus, like you just gonna be in the ocean spinning around. Like, that's a that's, fucking fact, that's nigga. The so, shit. That's like, a you fucking got to fact. Lock in and just do that shit. Some people gonna fuck with you. Generally, it's gonna fuck with you, but it's always gonna be the ones like yeah, that, that nigga not shit. <laughs> Me, no. <laughs> No, so I was telling Ali, my New Year's resolution is to give more grace to Aquariuses. Please, so, <laughs> please, please. That's why I'm starting this out with both of you. And actually, I was reading also, Sifu, you were saying how important names are to you. And I don't know if you've ever told anyone, like, why be Kool-Aid? And I usually don't ask this, but since names are important to you, let me know. What's the story? Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly... The origin is some fried nigga shit because like we was coming up with names. We was trying to like come up with like a cool name that like low key is an umbrella for some shit. Like it encompasses a lifestyle in a way or just like everybody. And like my nigga Ali was like, he he was like, yo, I think uh it's this one Bernie Mac uh skit. We don't know if it's Bernie Mac though. <laughs> because we couldn't find it. But like it's the I think well, it's this one Bernie Mac skit, and or some comedian. I hope it's Bernie Mac though. Nah, just it was Bernie. It, was, right, it was from the Bernie Mac show. Bet, it was, bet. It was supposed to be from that shit. Bet, bet. So in the Bernie Mac show, that nigga talk about just like Kool Aid. He like mixing the Kool Aid, putting hella shit in the Kool Aid. I don't know if he was talking about alcohol or just all these juices. But I was like, hey, that's fire, nigga. Like he was talking about brown Kool-Aid. When you mix all it all together, like even at a party, when you go to the alcohol shit, they mix that, that shit brown. And I was like, oh shit, that's us. Like we like mix everything together. And yeah, and it's black too. And it's like in the Kool-Aid brown, I was like, oh yeah, nah. So it, the B stand for brown and then the Kool-Aid just like on some cool shit, but it's also encompasses like where we from and like what type of energy we want to bring, like fun energy, gathering energy. Type shit, like so. Yeah, that's what be Kool Aid in general is. That's why every album name got something to do with a hint of brown to it. 
like brown uh, syrup. Syrup look like brownish, orange, gold, like, and then leather, brown, like hide, like, so like, that's that's the, that's what we've been doing with the albums and these the album covers, like trying to have brown folks on the album, make sure we implement the brown colors, like all that shit. Ali, I bet you think that it was a Brandy Max skit, but you really on shrooms and you just made it up. Low key, bro. Low key, because I was looking for that shit. I was looking for it forever. Like, I watched the whole show again. I'm like, because we were trying to sample it on the first one. We were trying to sample it and we couldn't find it. Where the fuck? Because it doesn't exist. That what I'm, Yo, I'm like, I have you seen it I've yourself, Liv? Nah, I haven't seen it. <laughs> it might have been Ali's joke. Ali might it might be Ali's joke. Like you feel me? Like that nigga? Like I was like, like yeah, that'd be funny. Hey, that'd that'd be funny. Yeah, guess what? Oh, guess what? Bernie Mac said. Oh <laughs> god! Like, Yo, that'd be funny. Like yeah, that shit. We'll find it. Wish, We're going to fact we check it. it. Probably we got to find it. I wish that nigga Bernie was still alive. Yeah. I got to run it up. Rest in peace, Bernie, Mac. Speaking of collaboration again, you collaborate with a lot of different people, but what makes this project special? Man, I feel like this shit was like some real homie shit. Yeah, I don't know. It just felt like a real put together. It felt like everybody helped us on this shit. It don't feel like some movie shit. Like everybody came and lended they type of characterization in a way, even with the, down to the skits. I feel like this shit feel like it. Yeah, it just feel like a movie. And I don't know. I collaborate on a lot of my albums, but this in particular feel more like a. It feel like a movie. Like I feel like how we had fly seafoods with the skits. Felt like a movie, and we had just a bunch of producers, not that many features. I feel like we did like that with this, but in way more different, but kind of that same movie vibe. Like the album, when you listen to the album, I feel like you can visualize it. It's so much shit. It's so many voices on the song. Crazy, bro. We got hella shit going on. On and on, uh, and on, uh, on Nemes. It's like all these shorties like doing like a skit for us. I feel like we definitely did some movie shit. Like you feel me? Like niggas, yo, you you say this, yo, you you come in on this skit. Like you, you like we definitely did some like very skit work, movie sketch work type shit with this album. And I'm I'm trying to get in shows and acting anyway. Ali trying to get do the same. So like, I feel like this was a this was definitely like a a stepping stone audio wise on how to do that shit. Yeah, Ali, you described the album as having like a schoolyard or lunchroom lunchroom type vibe because of like how many different people from different backgrounds and generations. So if this movie was like a teen rom-com, which artists belong in like which cliques or groups? And like or like what ge- general like stereotype would they fit into? Uh, yeah. I would kind of put me and live in different groups, low key. Yeah. Like I'd be more with the burnout squad. <laughs> I feel like but niggas getting fried and not going to school. And Liv would be in the squad with the, the cool niggas, but we still fuck with each other. Type shit. That would be the vibe I feel like between us, like, oh yeah, yeah, what's up, what's up? But we go our separate ways type shit. I put the ladies kinda in the in the cool girl clique. 
All the ladies in the cool girl clip. Yeah, they be in the cool girl clip. All the ladies in the cool girl clip. But then you got your haters. Like, or, or, or they not really haters, but they just don't, they just fed up with shit. Like, you got the ladies that's the cool girls, and you got the ladies that's just fed up with shit. I feel like we got a bunch of those on this shit. Like, <laughs> we got a bunch of those with the shorties. Hell yeah. What is uh, the story, like, in the movie of how you guys meet, like, get together? Like, what is the thing that brought you two together? And then tell me the story of how you actually met. I know you met, like, what, 2015 through Mind Design? Yeah. Uh, I feel like on Ali's concept with that shit, we probably come back to buy the block. We come back together to buy the block, like low key, like to to buy the buy that shit, name it, let buy the block we grew up on, name that bitch. You feel me? But yeah, we met at Ringo's on his birthday. That shit was beautiful. It's a flick of that shit. I could send it to you. Yeah, we've been knowing each other for a minute, bro. I feel like he was like a homie that I didn't have growing up. Oh God, same. But like that I met him when I was grown. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I, I can't fuck with this fool. Now that was definitely the energy. Some long lost homie shit, you know what I mean? That never met though. That makes me want to cry, that's so beautiful. <laughs> that's definitely That's definitely how it was. Like niggas is like, oh shit. Niggas is cool, bro. It was good. Like, it wasn't that many niggas I met in LA like that. It was like a few niggas, so so that was like perfect. to actually talk to you both about the LA beat scene because it's always mentioned in both and I actually know that both of you really like to like the low end theory parties and I actually had a party and I booked Daddy Kev where we kind of had like a bootleg low end theory party in New York you City. You did that shit? I remember seeing yeah, that shit. You did that, that like a couple months ago. A couple months ago, right? It was like uh no it was like on the seventh of January. Okay, where? Where? But yeah, who all a played? Weeks ago. Well, who are it was um, Daddy Kev, J Words, Nothing New, and Wavy Bagels and Matt Effects. That's fire, bro. That's fire. I've never been to a real Low End Theory show, so I'm wondering, like, what was it like? I want to, I want to know, bro. That's crazy, cause it's like they had a few more years left in them for sure. That shit was crazy. crazy. It's so many different type of crazy stories. Nigga, Prince pulled up. I think Prince did pull up to one, yeah. Prince and when Erica Badu pulled up, but. I wasn't there for the Prince one. Like, I wasn't, I I left LA, like, and I was so mad. Cause niggas was like, yo, Prince was in low. I was like, what? Oh my God. Like, that's, that's my, that's my guy. That's my baby. But, nigga, so, I mean, yeah, Flalo used to come do a set randomly. Ross G, African Space Program. That was the blackest shit I seen in LA in that world. Cause them niggas got the the African like 
like travel patterns on, Khalil Sadiq jumping on the speakers. Like it was just super black, Lord G going crazy on the speakers, like the bass and the shit. G, that whole system was built for Raj G and built for like niggas like him and Doc him and like Monopoly, like niggas that just go crazy. And that them speakers really what I feel like niggas need to keep alive. It was um what was the sound shit called? The sound, the nigga who came with the sound for Lowen. Like Kev did the sound. Ah, bro, it was a sound nigga, bro. He used to um I forgot what the sound shit was called. We're gonna have to tell you what that shit was called. Uh but he used to pull up with the sound, like with the speakers and all that. Now it was the dude, it was the dude in the back. You don't, you remember that nigga? You it was a dude, long hair, and he used to have the sound. It was just like crazy, like they had the sound, fuck the sound, just beautiful. And then like niggas was coming up there. I seen Anderson Pack play as Breezy Lovejoy there. Like I seen the internet play with Sid and Matt Martians and Chris only. It was a trio before Steve, before Park. Before Pac, before Jamil, it was just the trio, like Purple Naked Ladies time. Like, that shit was just beautiful. It was just fire to just see niggas come up and everybody in the same spot. And it wasn't, and it wasn't no escaping, too. A lot of niggas used to just come play dip because, like, you really had to be, really had to talk to niggas, too. Like, if you was in that bitch. Like, it wasn't nowhere, to, it wasn't no green room, wasn't no like, nah. other shit, too. So that was fire, too, about it. That was one thing that was fire and not fire. I'm glad to know there was no green room because the place I booked him had like only a kitchen for the green room. And people were talking about, I'm like, I'm bringing Daddy Kev to a place with no green room. But it was Pure fun filth. now that I know. Pure filth. Pure filth. Pure filth. Pure filth. Them speakers <laughs> and low end. Ross G used to do crazy shit on that shit, bro. Like crazy shit. So right. much sub, you know. and yeah, fuck a green room. If you gonna try, if you try to keep low end vibes alive, niggas got talk. Cause that's what made niggas want to leave too. Like niggas, like yeah, I got a dip. It's too crazy in this bitch. Like that was the vibe. That was the whole vibe alone. Like everybody in the same shit, regardless. Flalo, tall as shit, trying to duck niggas. Like cause everybody like want to be like talking to Flalo. I I miss that shit like a motherfucker, bro. Like that shit was so fire. Well, speaking about shows, are you ready to talk about what happened at Elsewhere? Oh, oh nah, nah, I, nah. I don't think I can really, but it's, it's, yeah, yeah. I'm never playing Elsewhere again. My, my, my tweet, my caption still stands. That's all I'm gonna say. Instead of you airing people out, Ali, in in November, you tweeted, "Fuck Southwest." Care to elaborate? Oh, I thought I was talking about the airline, man. Because yo, I'ma give out, I'ma give out this little gem, yo. Ignore your gate boarding sequence. If you're getting on a plane, after they do the military and the kids, just go get on the plane. Cause they don't know and they ain't about to do nothing. What did happen is Southwest was on some, they was on some free-for-all shit. I'm like, yeah, pick your seat, do whatever. And then when I pulled up, they were like, oh, no, nah, no, nah, bro, this is not your group. I was like, yo, bro, if you don't scam my ticket, bro. Yeah, nah, that's some Southwest <laughs> shit for sure. 
Because any airline, yo, as soon as the babies and the military cats get on, I'm on there, yo. I'm like, yep. But Southwest wasn't having it. I'm like, all right, man. Yeah. I low-key low be cutting that shit, too, though. I be in group five. I be pulling up group three, group two, nigga. Like, you feel me? Like, cause sometimes they don't give a fuck. Sometimes they be like, you got to wait. I'm like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Are you the type of people that will stand up as soon as the plane lands? Hell nah. Man. That don't make no Hell sense. Nah. That, that don't make no sense. pissing me off. Yo. Like, <laughs> I thought that the, those were the same people. The people who cut the line and the people yo, who stand up. Today was nah, lit. We, we different to, classes. We different classes. Yo. But today was lit. When I got off the plane today, when, they, when we landed, the homegirl was like, yo, I know we left a little late because they had to get somebody off the plane. Like some something happened. And then so they was late. So they was like, um, I know we late. So for the people who's connecting flights, if you're if you if you chilling in Chicago is your destination, can you let the people who connecting flights get up first and get their shit? And niggas did. Like half the plane did. And I was like, this is a fire plane. That's beautiful. I was fucking with this. I was I was sitting and chilling like like Well, bringing it back to your music album leather boulevard comes out march 31st what can you tell us about it it's about to be an experience man i'm about to take you down the block i'm gonna take you to every nook and cranny of the boulevard yo. honestly well ali saying nigga it's some shit that ain't out right now like i feel like musically i feel like we got our own pocket right now our own lane i feel like it's nostalgic but it's new I'm excited as shit for niggas to hear this shit, bro. I can't wait for musicians to hear this shit too. And just like niggas to, like you feel me, just like all the heads, all the OGs. I definitely want some old folks to hear this, like older artists and shit. Yeah, I feel like it's for everybody. Niggas went in, bro. Me, I've been working on this shit for like four years, bro. Like three and a half. Like just like, you know, trying to make it, you know what I'm saying? Like how we feel like it's, it's done or how, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Better than the last one. Yeah, I thought I saw in an interview with Stereo Gum, you said we can't make shit for like two years, but when we jump back, it still has that sound. Like, what did you mean you can't make shit for two years? Is it like because of all oh, the nah, time? Oh, no, no, we we can. We just didn't. It was just how time went. Yeah, because we both solo artists too. So we both, you know what I'm saying, like want to do shit. And, but also, honestly, I think like on some solo group shit, like two years is good. I feel like two years is good too. Like, but I feel like anytime me and Ali get back together, like we back on the same time type shit. Yeah, I I see you both doing a lot of stuff. What made you decide to do it this album right now? I know you've been promoting it for a minute since like December at least. I mean, that's just date shit. Just turning in vinyl shit, CDs production. We wanted to drop it on the tail end of the winter. It was just that. It just worked out good. And we just got it done. We just finished it for We just finished it last year, like um, in the fall. We finished it in the fall last year. Are you planning to do a tour around it? We want to do some shows for sure. We're trying to do some intimate shows around certain cities, um, some smaller cities first, just to let niggas know what the vibe on. That's going to be fun. And then we trying to do some shit in Europe. I just signed with this Europe, this, this other agency, so they, they trying to fuck with it. Who from Europe do you want on your tour with you? Honestly, probably, probably some homies we fuck with. I fuck with bringing Deme out. Deme for sure. That's what I was thinking. 
Maybe Fatima on some shows would be dope too. Goya Gumbani. Yeah, those three. For real, for real. I feel like from from that's from Europe. You feel me? It's some other folks too though. But I feel like with this album, I feel like those three would be smooth with it. You feel me? Well, I know you worked with a lot of legends for this record. Some announced, some not yet announced. Well, were there any other like legendary soul bands in particular that you referenced while making the record? We always bumping D'Angelo. Sly, you know, Ohio players. Slum Village. What was my man's? Uh who uh the cool sample? Oh shit. Mark Marcus Miller. Marcus Miller? Marcus Miller? Yeah. Bumping Marcus. Marcus Miller hard. Jazz artist. Fire as fuck. Yeah, I was in that bag. I was bumping a lot of summer too. I was in my summer walker bag for sure. Like, I love summer walker. Yeah, that's that's like you know what I'm saying? We ain't bumped that much Dwelle, but that nigga in us. Like, we, we love Dwelle, nigga. Shout out Dwelle. Like, we love you, bro. Like, come back, bro. Bro, for real, bro. Fuck with us, bro. Where you at, bro? We, yeah, nah. But we love that shit. You feel me? Like, Badu for sure. I was on my Jill shit. I felt like the intro felt like a Jill Scott. Like, like what she be doing live. Like, I, when I seen Jill Scott live, her shit be feeling like a jazz play. Like, that should be so fire. Like, like I love Jill Scott. We was, yeah, I feel like that's just where we live at, too. But we was bumping a lot of that, too, trying to get it. We've been making it for like four years, so it's kind of hard to tell you what we really been bumping the whole time. It's been different shit, but, but yeah, that's definitely the, like, the root of the shit. Well, you want to do like intimate shows for Be Cool Aid. Like, what elements from jazz shows, live events, do you want to take and bring to your parties? Dress code. The sophistication. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's going to be a dress code. That's all I can kind of say. But it's like, but what Ali said, sophisticated shit, and it's a dress code. Niggas got to pull up with leather. Yeah. The last question I was just going to ask was Is there anything that I haven't asked about that you want to talk about? Shit, bro. I just want motherfuckers to just really listen to this shit and show everybody they know. If you know people who love good music and just love feeling good when you're around your folks, around some like some family, I just want you to play this shit. That's it. That's all I got. Like for real, I want to digest it. Pull up to the shows. I feel like we've been gone for a minute and we got something that everybody should. You feel me? Should gravitate to a little bit. I think I think I think we did good for the time we've been gone. I think we did good. Then we did I just do. So I definitely just want motherfuckers to just vibe with it. Like for real. Come and get refreshed. Refresh? Give some leather on while you listening to it. You gotta listen to it in your leather. Like you gotta listen to it in some leather. Like you gotta like like take when you taking your girl out on a date, nigga, put this album on, nigga. You feel me? Like when you when you like just kicking it with the homegirls, when you kicking with your homies, like on some kickback shit, like bump this shit, trust me, it's gonna be vibes. It's gonna be vibes. That was Pink Sifu and Ali talking to the faders Ariel Lana Lajad. Leather Boulevard, their third album together as B Kool Aid, drops March 31 by Alex Records. The fader interview is engineered by Tony Giambroni. The executive producer is Alex Robert Ross, and the associate producer is Raphael Helfand. 
We'd like to thank Loughton Audio for providing our microphones. You can find them online at lautenaudio.com. And we'd like to thank James Ivey for providing our intro music. If you've enjoyed today's episode, we'd appreciate if you left a five-star rating and review. If you like listening to The Fader, we're now on the new live radio app, AMP. Download it from the App Store now. And keep an eye on thefader.com for essential music news, interviews, and essays. We'll be back soon with another episode of The Fader Interview. Goodbye until then.